welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing and discussing Mother. And we will be ranking this season's TV shows. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Kind of made my day with a little squeal and mother, but mother. Um, it was great. It was uh, great. It was great. Yeah, I'm. I just. I'm really excited to talk about mother. It's. Uh, it's a very strange movie, but we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna break it down a little bit. But we will start with a spoiler fear review. And to join us for this discussion on mother, we have our writer for the website screenfellows.com. If you haven't been checking it out, what are you doing? Brianna Manzano, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Carlos? I am doing pretty well. And just a little heads up because it is still bothering me. I sound funny in my own heads in my own headphones. So if I sound funny on this podcast, I apologize. I honestly have no idea what's wrong with it. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But this here we go, good, guys. Well, <laughs> you know what? If the audio's messing you up, you can always read my review on ScreenFellas.com. Exactly. Nice plug. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta, you nice. gotta take them when they present themselves to you, right? Exactly. All right. Well, let's. I love start. how she just kind of slid her way in there. Yeah. <laughs> Come in and check my stuff out. If you can't hear, I'm good. <laughs> All right, well, let's start on this review. (laughs) We're going to start, of course, spoiler-free, as much as we possibly can for this movie, because it is kind of strange, and it's going to be hard to talk about. I told Ozzy right after after I saw this originally that this is going to be the hardest movie we've ever had to review on the podcast, and I still think that's true. So let's get started. Ozzy, what were your overall thoughts on this movie? I'm not going to lie to you, I walked in the movie and I had no idea what the hell it was about. I only seen a few trailers for it, and I was like, okay, I mean, it I mean, it has a good cast for the most part, and I went in, and for the first half, I was really bored, I'm not going to lie, because there was not a lot of stuff going on, not a lot of dialogue going on, just purely actions, and I will say that when I went into it, I went into it with sort of the wrong mindset. So I wasn't, I was looking for alliteration per Mm -hmm. se. And I really didn't get that when I first went in there. But once I started, once the, once you get towards the second act and a little bit towards the ending of the second act, that's where you can start to see sort of, um, and a lot, that's where I sort of started to analyze it from a different, from a different mindset. All right. So, Brianna, what about you? I I have to agree a lot with uh, with Ozzy. Your thoughts. Um, one of the big things that I honed in on in my review on the website is that if I don't think most people will enjoy it if they go in, you know, with the mindset that they're going to just see, you know, the standard, you know, the standard narrative of. <clears throat> literal characters going through specific events and 
I, I do think that you have to go in understanding that it's largely a metaphor and I don't think you're going to be satisfied unless you go in with that mindset. Um, specifically because I, I mean, I, I went in having seen, um, you know, the trailers and I was really looking forward to understand you know, the, there's, there's this question that accompanies most movies that have like strange trailers. And the whole point of a trailer for a movie like this is to get you to ask why. And they don't really answer any of your questions. And so I, I was definitely not pleased as a, as somebody who goes in expecting a literal narrative. So, um, in that respect, I was definitely disappointed, but I still gave it, you know, a better than average review um, because the metaphor is incredible. Like it's incredibly rich and layered and nuanced. And you can tell that a lot of care went into forming. I mean, there are five or six different things that it comments on. So um, I definitely I had to give it a lot of props. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> I'm gonna read the most positive out of anybody on this movie, and that's just I don't know. I, I kind of expected that. It is what it is. This movie, there's I think you're very right that most people are not gonna know what to expect going into this movie, and that's gonna be a, the bulk of the. Pro- now there's definitely gonna be people who are just gonna come out of this no matter what and go, I didn't like that, and I completely get it. Yeah, I get it, but I feel like for most people that. This is not a traditional movie. No. <laughs> so it's really hard. So what I would say for you, if you're considering going to this movie, is I, there's two things you need to understand here. Number one, and they're basically the same thing, but I'm <laughs> going to break it up. This movie is unlike any other you'll ever see because it complete, um, basically completely abandons its literal narrative. Yeah. It, he, it, Aronofsky, Darren Aronofsky, who, if you, if you have not seen any Darren Aronofsky movies, you should probably watch a couple of his so you understand Darren Aronofsky to an extent, but this is even a step beyond, in my opinion. Yeah. What he does is, in this movie, is he just says, okay, this, we're gonna make this whole thing, and this isn't the second part of this, this whole thing an allegory, a very complex and, like you said, layered allegory. And, the face of this movie, like the surface of the movie, isn't going to make much sense because we're not even going to concern ourselves with the literal narrative. Which is, again, something that you should know going into exactly. it. Because I feel like that is that would really drastically impact your enjoyment of the movie. Because if you go in wanting to know why, you're, you're going to find that it falls short. I agree. But I would say that that is a failing of the promotion of the movie Definitely. instead of the movie in of itself because i greatly appreciated this movie and i actually i've seen this movie twice now be, because it's just i've never seen a movie willing to completely abandon its literal narrative <laughs> willing That's, to say f you to i mean that it just I, I that just blew my mind i'm like this whole entire like this entire thing is an allegory and it doesn't even give a crap <laughs> like I don't know. It was fascinating to me. Now we are going to we're going to go into like what we actually think that the movie means. But let's continue on talking about this movie and let's start positive. What do you got, Brianna? Well, I love that it is subtle 
And again, like you said, people going in wanting, you know, a literal narrative is not the fault of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the fault of our expectations. Yeah. Um, that does affect our experience of the movie. Mm-hmm. But um, I have to say that for someone who has the camera on her, basically the whole movie, Jennifer Lawrence handles it very well. And Javier Bardem is always going to receive my uh, just 100% praise <laughs> um even though he's not he's not the focus of the movie obviously everyone is praising jennifer lawrence and um i feel like for the most part she definitely deserves that praise because this is a lot to put on one person's shoulders this is just so it's such a heavy burden to put on somebody mm-hmm. and she definitely handles it with a lot of aplomb she is amazing <laughs> <laughs> <This movie. laughs> i will definitely agree with you she just i I mean, honestly, it's one its one of the best performances I've seen this year. She is really, really good in this movie. And I know there's certain backlash against her just in general. And there's people... I've literally seen people saying she's, like, one of the worst actresses ever. I'm like, please separate her politics and her personal beliefs from her performance because I'm, I don't understand. And if you've only seen her in the X-Men movies, <laughs> that's the first problem. Move beyond that. Go look at her filmography because she's been doing this for a long time, and this is just another example of her being excellent. <laughs> Sorry, Ozzy. <laughs> what were some of your positives for this movie? Oh man, I mean, this is definitely one of the best performances. Um, I actually like this performance a lot better, actually better than the performance that she actually won an Oscar for, which is Silver Linings Playbook. I mean, I think she did... This is definitely one of her best performances, if not her best performance I've ever seen her in personally, Um, especially in some of the scenes uh, in the third act. Um, Man, and let's just talk about those scenes for a second. They are are amazingly put together. Are we jumping into spoiler Um, territory yet? No, 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 not yet. yet. I'm just just saying that those scenes are actually amazingly put together um, with with the sound with her with her screaming yeah. and then just just everything just really vibrating everything around her i mean i thought those scenes were excellently done um one of the most unique um scene placements i have ever seen this year and probably some of the best scene placements i've seen in the decade i mean this is just some of the this is just some amazing stuff and her performance just really um gravitates that and really just it just has you just so gravitated towards the screen so amazingly done and she definitely helps with that um javier bardem look i've seen him earlier this year as as captain salazar he was one of the positives if not the best positive in that in yes. that movie <laughs> and he is like a lot of parts of the caribbean but he is definitely a thing <laughs> that i was that i was really gravitating for in that movie um but again he does a he does another amazing job here as well i mean he really does uh, you know, amazing work here. We also get some pretty great cameos in here. Um, some cameos I was even surprised to see. I was like, "What? This person's yeah. here? That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> what I would never you, expect this you, person to be in a movie like this." I was like, "What are you doing in here? In the right theater, <laughs> ma'am?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I was like, are you in the right movie? <laughs> Did you just wander um, in here?" Yeah, but um, I will say that some of the definitely some of the uh, cinematography is amazing. You have some. Uh, great sound, some great sound in here. So yeah, uh, it's funny because that's something. The sound design in this movie is something that I've heard a lot of people talk about, which is not something that you would generally think that. Oh, people are really going to be praising the sound design in this movie. I remember maybe what like one time where that really stuck out to us last year, and that was like 
Deep that was Deep Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, we both were talking about the sound design in that movie. And I find it really interesting that that's the one that most... This is the movie this year that most people are talking about for sound design. It's just fascinating to me. I feel like with this one, it would have to be. Because, like Ozzy said, for the first, I mean, three quarters of this movie, there's not a whole lot going on. I mean, there on is... The surface. there is Well, yes, I mean, yeah, we, we yeah. can get to that. Yeah. But, I mean, the literal... Narrative, which I guess you could say none of that matters because if it's not a literal narrative, then this is yeah. irrelevant. But <laughs> when you're just looking at the screen, there's not a whole lot going mm-hmm. on. You've got one setting, you've got maybe like four main characters, mm-hmm. and two of them are, you know, have the bulk of the dialogue. So there's not a ton going on. So you've got to envelop people in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you really get to know this house. You really get to know the sounds yeah. and the layout. And you you really get to know um, the motivations of the characters. But I feel like they've got to, you know, uh, Aronofsky has to hug you into this world. He's got to em- envelop you in a hug that turns into a, a loving smother <laughs> um, yeah. with an exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. I think speaking to that and like kind of bringing you and almost dragging you into this world of just craziness, it one of the best ways he does that, in my opinion, is with his cinematography, how he shoots this movie, right? A lot of it is very, very tight close up yeah. shots. And it just throughout the, and this is throughout the movie. So even in the first couple acts, when, like you said, on the surface, not, not much is happening. So you have to kind of give them this tone and the sense that you are going for this, you know, environment. <laughs> you have to give them that. And how he does that is he kind of pushes everything in, right in on the performances, on the uneasiness. It just made me feel uneasy even at the beginning. Now, obviously, you feel there's a tons of tension at the end of this movie <laughs> for obvious reasons. But to the fact that we're feeling that through most of this movie, like you're uncomfortable watching because you're, you're through most of this movie, you're watching this movie through Jennifer Lawrence's eyes, right? Yeah. And she is uncomfortable with the situations happening. So you're uncomfortable and you're really zoomed in our face. So it's like you're claustrophobic almost. And I think that's one of the reasons that her performance is so effective. Mm -hmm. Even if, I mean, the way that you guys are talking about her performance is that she gave a 10. I don't think she got, she got, she quite got there. Okay. You know, I think that maybe she gave like a, a, she kind of aligns with the rest of the movie, 6.57. Okay. But the reason that it's so effective is because you don't have that much else going on and you're so, yeah. like, they make Fair such enough. a big deal out, out of her motivations mm-hmm. and her, they make every little thing is such a big deal to her that you, like, they end up building to this sense of, you know, oh, well, he, you know, he uh, starts smoking in the house and that's like a big inconvenience mm-hmm. to her. That's that's a huge mood dampener. So when the crazier things do start happening, you really get sucked into this. Yeah. You, you know, you identify with her uh, motivations very, very strongly. And so you're going to you're going to believe her all the more readily, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, well, before we rate this movie and then move into our full-on discussion about it, what are some quick negatives that you have for this movie? And Brianna, we'll start with you, I guess. <laughs> you probably have the most. 
I don't know. You might, Ozzy might have a lot too. I, I honestly don't know fully how Ozzy feels about this movie because we've only talked about it once. So, well, I mean, again, I have a lot of respect for this movie. So, um, I, I mean, I, my response to this movie to Mother is so complicated just because, uh. You know, I walked out with such a strong emotional response that, I mean, I have negatives, but a lot of them are my, are my own. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely this lack of a satisfying literal narrative is a big negative. But again, that falls back on the moviegoer and their expectations. Um, I think, uh, a lot of my negatives have to do with spoilers. Okay. We'll, um, we'll get into it. Yeah, so we can get there. But there are some things toward the end of the film that I wasn't crazy about that I didn't even understand until after I went home and was reading about the movie. Um, like, toward the end of the movie, it literally just tells you... it. it yes. Instead of letting you kind of think about it, it just tells you, hey... This is a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but they had this wonderful thing going throughout the whole movie where if you didn't think of it as a metaphor, maybe halfway, three fifths of the way through, you start to think of it as a metaphor. And then at the end, you know, Darren Aronofsky is just like, it was a metaphor the whole time. Yeah. And that to That's... me. I get it. Yeah. Kind of pulls away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the lines could have been written a little bit more efficiently. You know, if there's not a whole lot actually happening, then what is said needs to be utilized very effectively, mm-hmm. which is why I gave it a 6.5. But again, I have so much respect for this movie that I don't want you to go away thinking, well, you know, she thinks this is a terrible movie because I don't. I think it was an incredible movie that I hated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that goes into the spoilers. discussion. The yes. discussion that, well, spoilers, and then something that we, Ozzy and I, and I have really harped on in this podcast is there's a difference between quote unquote liking a movie yes. and a movie's quality. Absolutely, there is a difference. Absolutely, that's why Ozzy and I do two separate lists. Um, yes, at the end of the year. But all right, Ozzy, what about you? What negatives you got? I'm going to have to agree with everything that Brianna said. I mean, if you're going to go into this thing that it's like a literal, which I'm not going to like, I mean, I know you guys are really blaming it on like, I mean, not necessarily blaming it on the audience, but that's kind of what I'm taking I'm from blaming it. it on also, the promotion. also the marketing, yes, the, the trailers. Marketing. Yeah. I'm, I'm blaming it on the marketing, yes. honestly, as a whole, because I remember when I went to, when I was inviting my friend's mother to go see it with me, um, she was like, oh, I can't go. And then when I got done seeing it, I was like, I'm so glad you didn't go. <laughs> She's like, why? I'm like, honey, uh, no, it's just too, um, nah, because I mean, I will get into it in spoilers, but it just has one of the most graphic scenes yes. I've probably ever seen. Like, I told her this, it has one of the most graphic scenes I have ever seen on TV, mm-hmm. uh, on any screen. Yeah. One of the most graphic scenes I've ever seen. Um, and that's not okay. Like, I was like, oh boy, this is not going to be okay for some people. No. Um, look, I mean, for me, it, for me, I'm just warning you. Just try to go into it, try to have like a metaphoric. <laughs> and a, if you get anything from this bored. podcast, understand was, it's a yes. metaphor. <laughs> yes, understand it's a metaphor because I took my friend Dennis to go see his movie, and Dennis and I, Dennis looked at me and was like, dude, honestly, screw this movie. <laughs> I was, I was like, man, right now I feel you. I have no idea what the hell Carlos is talking about right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just, it, just try to go into it with a metaphor, like metaphoric 
mindset because yeah. right now because like, i was just damn this is the worst movie of 2017 i have no <laughs> idea what else. all right so my <laughs> negatives well i will like you ozzy start off with a, a warning this movie has some very striking and i will definitely agree dis- it's frankly it's disturbing imagery it's disgusting it's through the out throughout and especially at the end so that's just a flat out warning. I will just say that right now. As for negatives, as as I've said already multiple times, this I adore this the way he's able to express himself in this movie, but I feel like there's some thoughts that don't fully connect with each other where it's like, all right, this is kind of like this is you're saying this here and then you say that and it's like there's no really through line at times and maybe with a more sound literal narrative that I would have some of those would have connected now this is me really nitpicking because I actually love this movie <laughs> but that that's basically what I got uh, it's I I don't really have much in terms of negatives but let's rate this movie and then we can move on to a more thorough discussion spoiler heavy but let's start by rating this movie Brianna what do you got I'm gonna I'm gonna stand with my 6.5, 6.5 between so. 6.5 and 7 okay Ozzy? I'm going to give it a seven. Um, I don't, and the only reason why I'm giving it a seven is because it's, you know, I have to respect what the director did on top of that. I mean, look, I don't look, man, look, I don't want to. I don't want to give him a seven, but I got to give him a seven. It's one of those things I was like, ah, I don't want to, but I have to. Um, look, I mean, this is, this is going to be one of the most talked about films in the decade, man. I mean, years to come. I mean, I have to, I got to give it to him. Um, it's it's not doing so well when it comes to I believe audiences just because I mean of course yes. it's got an F on Cinema Score right uh, now but it's also there are a bunch of critics on Metascore giving it one hundred yeah exactly it's, so there's I mean, a huge divide yes which yeah it's going to be very divisive um, especially just because just just because of how far he went when it came to some of these graphic scenes I mean I I, I would have never imagined some of these scenes even making it but for some reason it made it. So, well, yeah. this, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit, but Aronofsky has never shied away from being extremely blunt with his no, very I dark just imagery. Thought, I just thought the so, production company admit. would have been I, like, no, I, I, I fully admit, but company yeah. Jennifer, like, um, yo. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. My score is going to be drastically higher than yours. <laughs> <laughs> drastically higher than yours. He gave it a 9.5. 9. You wow. were close. I think this movie is brilliant and... Look, and this is not, and there are several people who I am close with who may watch this movie and go, how do you like that movie? It's it's doing this, it's saying this, and saying this. I'm like, I don't, look, I'm not saying I agree with his view on anything that he's talking about, but I respect the crap out of how <laughs> he portrayed his views on these issues. Speaking of those views, we're going to get into spoilers right here. It's only going to be a couple minutes or whatever. We're not going to dwell on it too long, but... Just so you know, we're going to be talking spoilers. And, hey, maybe you want to listen to this so you know what to be looking for going into the movie. So this is one of those situations where I'm not going to say, get out of here now. Now, if you want to avoid all spoilers, move on, move on to our TV discussion. The time codes are in the description. If you want to stick around, go for it. All right. So here we go. This is your last warning. We're going to talk spoilers about this movie. So... Obviously, you guys were very upset, rightfully so, about the um, baby situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
and it, you're, you guys are right. It is completely, I mean, it's disgusting. I will agree. That's the part when I went to go see it a second time, I went, cause I, a lot of my friends want to go see it. And I was like, I want to know how you guys interpret this movie. And they went to go see it. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh man, dude, no. it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> oh, it's coming. See, he is very gracious. I feel like, I mean, I saw an interview with Jennifer Lawrence on, um, Jimmy Fallon, and she said she spoke with the director, with Darren Aronofsky, and she said, we took it too far. Like, we we took it a couple steps too far. And um, I think since then she has changed her mind. But uh, uh, he's very gracious. He understands that n- people are not going to like oh, that. Yeah. And so he gives you plenty of time. I mean, obviously you're not prepared for the sound. Oh, that's what kills me. Oh that's my gosh. The part that gets me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but um, he's very gracious because he gives, he knows that perceptive people who got this far are seeing, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Observant. Mm-hmm. They're perceptive and they're picking up on the cues so they can look away. He prepares them and yeah. basically says, if you don't want to see some nasty stuff, yeah. look away now. And so, I I was able to because I know I, I knew I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. So, but I still uh they cut back to it like in periphery mm-hmm. later and uh I I walked out of this movie because of that shaking. Like yeah. I thought I was going to be sick. Yeah. Um and that is one of the reasons that I hated this movie. Again, that doesn't reflect the quality of the movie, but that is one of the reasons that I hated it. I'm shaking now just talking about yeah. it. I, yeah, that's all I can really say about it. <laughs> all right. Well, I think Brana kind of reflects a lot of people's opinions. And that's completely <laughs> fair. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and go, watch it. You like it's so, I mean, look at it. Look at it. Like, no, it's normal people are, I mean, I was bothered by that, of course. But I think that's, in a way, that was kind of the point (laughs) to an extent. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you're wrong for being disgusted by it. Like I said, I was. So whatever. Well, again, I feel like it has its place in the symbolic, you know, in the the symbolism of it. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carlos, I don't know. I don't know how you like this movie, man. I dude, really I, because <laughs> I'll tell you why I like this movie. Because when I went to go see this movie with my friends after the second time, because the first time I went by myself, and I'm very happy I went by myself. The, <laughs> the second time I went with um, actually a member of our team and a former member of our team and then two other people, Eli and Bob, and then um, my friend Lewis and Sam. We all went to this movie and after <laughs> they were all they all were just like, we just need some time. I'm like, <laughs> I got you. Well apparently we didn't need that much time because we went and we went to a restaurant after and we sat down, and we were eating and then Lewis looks at me and he goes, so it was about religion. I was like, (laughs) yes. And then we basically just went into it. And that's why I love this movie. Because, again, the way Aronofsky is able to give us this, his views on these issues and on the issue, the overall issue of God and his perception of God is... And God's relationship with Earth. It's just, it is fascinating to me. And to be able to break down... His understanding of it, as twisted as it may be, 
to be able to break it down, it's just, it was fascinating to me. And I, I love when movies can start these kind of heady discussions. That's why I love this movie. Now, again, not everyone's going to love that. Not everyone's <laughs> even going to pick up on that. Most people just want to go into the theater and see a Transformers movie, exactly. shove popcorn in their face, and that's it. And you know what? Power to you. You know, keep supporting those crappy well, Transformers not movies. the Transformers movies. <laughs> I do have standards. Yeah, okay. Um, but. <laughs> wow. But. I'm sorry, Carlos. Um, I forgot oh, to let you know. Okay. I'm not doing any more of those Transformers movies. Fair enough. I wanted to get out of it, but Ozzy forced me to. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> nah, man. We got to. We got to. Look what's coming out September 22nd. A uh, freaking Full House Season 3. I want to cry. <laughs> God. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I have to cry. I'm going to cry right. myself. But Ozzy, one. how did you take this movie? Uh, You know, Carlos, I know we really don't tend to watch any other reviews when we come when it comes to it. But I think for this one, I had to, had to kind of give it like an exception. I won't give you credit for this one. Like, I got it. I was like, I, was like, I really want to <laughs> see what everybody else thinks. Like, I want to see because you're the one who kind of inst- – like, you're the one who kind of opened my eyes. And I was like – all right, because I, I, I did get a little bit of the Michael and Kane part. I was like, damn, you know what? I'm, I'm and thinking Abel. that. So, yeah, yeah Kane and Abel, my bad. I, can't, I don't know why Michael keeps coming in my freaking life. <laughs> Sorry, um, good. Um, Kane and Abel, um, when the brothers were fighting, I was like, okay, this is definitely Kane and Abel stuff. That was like the first thing I picked up on in the movie mm-hmm. was Kane and Abel. So I was like, all right. And then you kind of brought up the Bible stories and everything. I was like, all right, it makes sense. I just want to make sure that, you know, I just want to see if everybody else gets into in perspective. So I watched Chris Stuntman and I watched Jeremy Johns. Shout out. And <laughs> they kinda came up they kinda came up with the same idea basically as, mm-hmm. as what you told me. And I was like, yeah, I mean it it does make sense. Aronofsky's um, confirmed as much at this point, basically. Yeah. I mean it, it does make sense and it does really come together that it's just it's just such a far fetched, really dramat dr- dramatized version of everything. And it's just insane i mean that baby like i i didn't i didn't think they were gonna i didn't think he was gonna do it i really didn't i was like there's no way i knew going in and i was just like all right this is as graphic as it's gonna get because the baby peeing just getting like thrown over like that i was like okay just getting tossed around like that i was like okay that's the farthest it's gonna freaking go that's the farthest man and all of a sudden you just hear that crack and like because you just hear the baby crying all of a sudden you're like it's you silent. get chills, and not the good like, kind. I was just, I was just in shock. I was, I was just like, "Damn, this is, this is, this is, this is the farthest they're gonna go." There's no way. There's no way they're gonna go farther than that. Mm-hmm. No, and then they just, for me, another thing that really brings it close to it was when Jennifer Lawrence was, ooh, yeah, I killing all these people, and I was, I was oh. like, "Damn, like, this is just insane." I 100% know why you're doing it, but it's insane. And I thought that was going to be it. But no, then he brings it over again. And then this man completely just, like, he just, like, hurts her with something. And then, like, I don't think I've seen something like this. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a shot like this, just from my memory. I could be wrong. Um, But you just get the camera just looking at her and then her just getting kicked. Um, things thrown at her and her getting beaten, and that for, like that that was one of those scenes again where I was like, like that is I, it's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. This movie is very hard to watch, oh, especially yeah. in the third. Um, if it's just really hard to watch, man, it, it, it's I don't think I can see it again. 
I just I just personally don't understand. Bring it to it. I I just uh, um, I'm all down for, for for any for horror movies, but this one really this is not even a horror movie. Not I mean, this really, is just no. a gruesome film. Um, there's some there's some scary pop. There's like a you know some some pop scenes in there where it's just like, and he's behind the door and it's supposed to be scary, but. <laughs> Um, other than that, I mean, it, it's just such it's just such a gruesome film, such a gruesome, extreme film, if I might add. Which is and, strange because, like you said, for the first three quarters of the movie, uh, there's very little going on, and so yeah, I mean, it I, just so I, I mean, I knew. Yeah, it just, um, sorry, go for it. <laughs> um, no, no, just go. You're good. You're yeah, good. Go I was good. just gonna say, uh, it, you get. It's funny that you go away thinking how gruesome it was because that's like the last, what, 20 minutes of 20, 25 minutes of the movie? Again, I think that's kind of perfect. I honestly, it's, you're supposed to come away from this like, this is just awful because ultimately, and for those who have seen the movie and honestly still have no idea what the heck happened, number one, I would encourage you to read about it. Uh, But number two, let's kind of, start by breaking this down this is a biblical allegory flat up i mean straight straight up it is it javier bardem's character is representative of god for the most part which they tell you yes he says at the end of the movie not directly yeah he does kind of i don't even get it i mean i didn't okay what was the line I want okay. What I I didn't even hear what he was saying to her at the end, but I was reading the summary on Wikipedia, and the end of the summary on Wikipedia says he reveals himself to be God. I didn't hear that at all. Uh, that, I mean, I don't know. I, maybe that was inferred, but either way, anyway, he represents God. Jennifer Lawrence's character more or less represents Mother Nature, um, and the house is in a sense you can put it as the world or the environment or whatever right that that's the idea mm-hmm. so we kind of go through the bible and in a way i mean we go through a couple of things in genesis and then we make a few drastic jumps <laughs> so there there's a scene where uh and Jennifer Lawrence walks in in the middle of the night with this guy who shows up who's supposed to be a representative of adam and there's a gash in his side and it's implying that a rib was taken out and then the next morning his wife shows up so eve that's there's just so many different things throughout this with you know their sons show up one of them kills another one like you said ozzy Cain and abel also the reason you notice what happens the scene before they show up is ed harris and michelle pfeiffer are yep exactly so that opens the door Mm -hmm. and then their two sons show up and immediately start screwing everything up yes and Again, at the representatives of Adam and Eve are man and woman who show up, Michelle Pfeiffer and Ed Harris, right? They're specifically told not to go into this room and touch the little thing that we find out is like a crystallized heart or something. Uh, that's the one thing that they basically can't do in this house, right? And that's what they end up doing. They go up, they touch it, they break it. And that kind of <laughs> causes, I mean, everything goes to crap from there. Now, ultimately, you know, they have that funeral or whatever, and then all these people show up, and it seems like the people are multiplying almost, which is the point, of course. And 
they're just not listening. They're destroying everything. And it's just, they're, they're not, they're, bottom line, they're not listening. And she, mother, mother nature, Jennifer Lawrence's character is getting very frustrated. And the thing, the sink thing breaks and it rains water and then she Yells at everybody, get out. Which, in my opinion, I don't know if he's confirmed this part or, or not, but in my opinion, that's representative of the flood. And everyone leaves. It's basically down to God and, or Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence, right? Then we have the situation where he finishes writing. Uh, well, of course, well, they, they do it first. She, there's a couple things more at the beginning of the movie. You have the fact that yeah. Ed Harris's character is dying. Yes. And he's, so you know that you but have he's this. he's dying before they break the heart thing, which I found fascinating. He has, you know, um, death. He brings death with him. Yes. And he is dying. Yes. And he, before he dies, his last you know, his last kind of act is to reach out to, you know, mm-hmm. the, the person whose words gave him yes. life, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you also have, there was something else you said, and I can't remember. What? I, don't I know. can't remember what it was that, <laughs> you know, these, uh, oh, the, um, after the flood. Yes. Mother Earth acknowledges that something is wrong. She's estranged from her husband, God, Mm -hmm. and she basically cries out for this kind of reconciliation. Yes. And his act of reconciliation is to give her a son. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of representative of, you know, how the whole world before Jesus was, you know, groaning for this, you know, because we were Mm -hmm. separated from God. Mm Mm-hmm. The whole world was kind of groaning for this restoration of relationship. This make, let's make things right between the world yes. and God. And then God said, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a son. Yes. And so that's where this picks up. Yes. It's- and again, it makes some jumps where we kind of, he writes the, he writes the, another book or whatever, right? It's, I guess, New Testament. Is that the idea, you think? Well, yeah, because that's yeah, his... Exactly. It's this discussion of, you know, it's his son that yes. inspires him to write. Yes. So we get the New Testament or the second book, right? And Jennifer Lawrence, her mother, is thinking that we are going to... She's just going to have a nice dinner with him to celebrate them selling all these books or whatever. And then people start showing up. And they're adoring fans. And the first guy who shows up ends up being the one who is the craziest, in my opinion. Uh, so they start showing up. And more people start showing up. And again, and throughout this movie, by the way, Javier Bardem's character, the representative of God or the father or whatever, he is constantly just ignoring Mother Nature or putting casting her and her feelings to the side and saying... Oh, it's okay. They they're they're fans of mine, you know. They and he gets all the credit for exactly. all the hospitality. Exactly, and for the house, even though well, she's the one. Yeah, yeah. But the exactly. idea of the welcoming nature, yes, uh, or exactly. his welcoming nature, it's in, it's entirely yes. attributed to him. Even though Jennifer Lawrence yes. is like, "Am I chopped liver?" Yeah. So yes, <laughs> this c- continues to just de- the situation continues to evolve. More people start coming in. It gets insane. They start. Uh, destroying everything, stealing everything, just ruining everything. And, of course, this is representative of humans destroying the earth and just being naturally destructive, which, fair enough. Um, And Javier Bardem is just letting them do this, and he's defending them, and he almost, I mean, to an extent, when it starts threatening, when they start threatening Mother or whatever, he backs off. But 
it just it continues on and it's supposed to represent all those different things right i don't want to go through the whole thing because at this point if you've heard most of this you can start putting the rest of it together yourself well i mean i feel like there's a lot of there are more surreal elements exactly. that go into it i mean you know it starts as people just lining up to use the bathroom yes and it becomes you know it's a slow boil from them you know then they're painting the walls and then yes. they're tearing fixtures off the walls mm-hmm. and then you know there's a police squad coming in and it then there devolves into war basically it's basically you know there's human trafficking going yes. on in their house there's like terrorism and yes. religious movements rising and falling so yes. at that point is when people start to go there's no literal narrative here oh yeah <laughs> exactly that's when the movie is basically like yeah everything that's happened up till now that you thought was like this is really r- random this is why it's random. <laughs> it's basically like, here you go. Yeah, th- just throw out everything you thought about this movie so far. Which, again, I love it. But um, it just continues. They have the baby, and then obviously we've talked about what happens there. And ultimately, Javier Bardem basically decides he wants to do it all over again. Well, he also says... I'm sorry, I'm just going yeah, go to keep interrupting you. Go for it. He also says... Uh, the, the break. Her breaking point... Uh, psychologically is you know the death of her son but her breaking point physically to the point where she says um i'm actually going to kill myself and everybody Mm -hmm. is when he turns to her and says we have to find a way to forgive them yes which there are a couple nitpicks that i have with his uh with his commentary altogether um but that's probably my biggest one yes um well it's my second biggest one okay but anyway, that's that's her breaking point, like that really drives her over the edge is when he turns to them and says we need or he turns to her and says we have to find a way to forgive yes. them, which is another big that kind of to me puts a stamp on uh you know, puts a stamp on the movie's tone. Yes. Like we don't deserve forgiveness for, you know, what we've done to Mother Earth. If Aronofsky is yeah if Aronofsky's really having his way I took it more as an he ha- well I mean I think I don't think you would disagree I think he has a very narcissistic or he has a view of a very narcissistic god and a god who is very selfish and who only just he wants this prey and he needs it and ultimately I think that that kind of extends and I, I do think it's also a commentary on creative people and how sometimes when you are a creative person and you create things you have the desire and almost need it sometimes for people to appreciate you and what you've created um again that's just me reading in different themes and stuff like that but bottom line is there is a lot here and Mm. we could talk about this movie for a long time but we've talked about for enough unless ozzy do you have you have been pretty quiet do you have anything that you really want to inject into this conversation no the thing is i mean i feel like i could say like a little bit more i just don't feel like i I could put like a lot a lot of input just because i majority of the film i was looking at from a liter like a literative uh set yeah like a literal like a literative mindset I just don't feel like I can add a lot more to the, the other things that I've stated. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very graphic. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's graphic. what I have to say uh, about it. Just, just nah. Just don't see it. All right. Well, you I see, it. This see pre- it. But just don't yeah. see it. Yeah. This pretty much wraps up our kind of analysis. Uh, obviously, there is a lot more to this movie. We could, again, we could talk about this movie for a while. And if you want to talk about it, hit me up on Twitter, at Cheery456. We can talk about it all day. And I probably will. So <laughs> just at me. All right. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we move on to TV stuff? Nobody? 
All right. Uh, Brianna, you're not joining us for TV stuff, but thank you. Forget about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But thank you for joining us for this episode, Brianna. And um, thank you for seeing this movie, even though you didn't enjoy it. Wait, wait. I have a a public question, Brianna. Okay, go for it. Okay. Brianna, you possibly be on for for the Lego Ninja review? For Ninjago? Yeah. Is that next week? It's this week. I, this, I mean, this week, but yeah. the next episode? Yeah. Um, well, it depends on when we end up releasing them, but yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Awesome. <laughs> you were on our uh, Lego Batman That's movie. right. Yeah. I thought it was just like... Continuity. I was like, I'm, I'm like, nah, man, we can't. We can't do it. We can't do it. She's not on. Not yeah, without we me. Yeah. We, we, need, <laughs> we do need to have Brianna on more because there's so many times when I read one of her reviews and I'm just like, we need to talk about this movie. Like, one <laughs> example. This is a brief example and then I'll say goodbye to you and you can go. <laughs> one brief example. I am 100% convinced that you and I watched completely different movies for Detroit. Honestly, I think we watched oh completely different movies. I, I feel like, like I need to read her. I'm going to read her review right I, now. Dude, I, I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, what movie was she watching? That movie was amazing. Um, but we'll talk about that some other yeah. time. It is what it is. Way to call me out right as you're shooing me out the door. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you're, I mean, of course, people are entitled to their own opinions and look, I have my opinion and you have Carlos versus Brianna, Twitter war, yes. at Critique La Movie. Yes, we can go at it on Twitter. We'll continue <laughs> yeah. this there. When that I'm movie like, comes like out just, on DVD. There we go. That'll give us a reason. There we go. <laughs> right. I might just, I might just watch this Twitter battle while I'm at work. <laughs> Live Ozzy, you can live tweet your reactions to the Twitter battle. Yes, exactly. It's going to be a twit storm. (laughs) I'm just going to say damn the whole entire time. All right. Well, again, (laughs) Brianna, thank you for joining us. And where can people, I mean, you've already kind of said, but where can people find you on social media and whatever you do? I mean, I know you have writing other stuff. You're writing other stuff for other websites and you have our website. Get it all out there. Get it all out there. Well, I'm on Twitter at Critique La Movie. Um, I'm on Tumblr at Critique La Movie. Um, You can read my reviews on the website or you can read my articles on the Odyssey. Uh, I have regular weekly, uh, you know, media posts. You'll find my uh, short analysis of Mother next week (laughs) on the Odyssey. And I'm sure I'll have a, a Kingsman review up this weekend so that's where you can find me looking forward to it it's been real (laughs) all right thanks for joining us Mm -hmm. moving on to tv discussion if you don't know why we're talking tv uh, i guess uh, the biggest reason number one is that the emmys just happened and we did want to talk some tv in honor of the emmys because we're not going to talk too much about the emmys because it's really hard to talk about the emmys when um we don't i mean there's just too much tv to watch to keep up with it and to have things to say about every show, you know? I, yes. My, but what, what do you got? Well, one thing I will say about the Emmys, I think that, I think the one thing I will take away is that Hammond and Stell uh, actually won outstanding drama. Which is so incredible. Be, this is us. Yeah. I beat this is us. And it also beat stranger things. So, and, and my Westworld. friend, I was actually, yeah. Yeah. 
Anna was actually out with a friend a few <laughs> nights ago, uh-huh. and she actually was telling me it's one of the best dramas she's ever seen besides This Is Us. So, I mean, I'm I mean, I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm probably gonna watch Handmaid's Tale. I mean, that's I mean, I've been wanting to watch that show for a while, and I've been hearing amazing things about it as well. I also need to catch up on The Crown because season two is coming out later this month. So good. So yeah, I need to watch that. There's two shows I need to watch. I'm probably gonna start watching them probably sometime around this week. Yeah. So I, definitely, I, I tweeted it out as well. Um, well, I tweeted out, if you want to, again, if you want my more in-depth Emmy thoughts, go to my Twitter because I tweeted out a bunch of things after that. But I did tweet out that my biggest takeaway from the Emmys was I need to watch Handmaid's Tale and bit, or what is it, Big Little Lies or Little Big Lies, something like that, that HBO miniseries, because that won like a lot of awards. And those were both things that I kind of wanted to watch before. And this kind of just confirmed it for me. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to watch it over this weekend. I mean, I'm going to have the weekend off, so I'm probably just going to watch Hammond and Sale yeah. all weekend. Uh-huh. All right. Well, so let's let, – so what we're going to do instead is we're going to basically rank our, uh, our, our favorite H – our favorite TV shows from this past season. And when I say this past season, I mean basically from the – after the Emmys last year, so fall around September, October last year, to the Emmys this year. So, again, fall basically till August, right? So, all the shows that were in between those times, had their seasons in between those times, we are going to rank. And we're going to do it pretty quickly because we know we are taking uh, decently – We have, this is a decently long episode, and that's fine because, you know, this episode is going to be a little late, so it is what it is. We're going to take some time here. All right. Let's start with number 10. Ozzy, do you want to go first? Yeah, man. Uh, my number 10 is Blacklist. Look, uh, James Spader continues to carry on this amazing show. I mean, he also has an amazing supporting cast. I don't know. I don't have their whole entire list up of names. I'm going to name them all. But James Spader does an excellent job again as as uh, Reddington. I believe I think he should win at least an Emmy for his performance because he really does give an all star performance every time he really goes out as James as uh, Raymond Reddington. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe for the most part the season was all right, but I feel like that towards the end it really picked up. So I will give this. Uh, it's on my number ten. 10 slot yeah i i agree it'll be a travesty if he's never nominated but it's it's rough for network shows out there with the yummies i mean network shows constantly get overlooked it's it's unfortunate because there is some good performances network wise but it, it just is how it is all right well let's move on to my number 10 is the path uh this basically could have gone to anything I, well, not anything, but there were a lot of different mo- or shows that I was kind of going back and forth. Like, which one do I want to put in number 10? Because my first eight were set. It was the last two that I was kind of flipping around. This, The Path, I decided to put at number 10 because, again, more people need to watch this show. If you have Hulu, come on. This show is so good. Michelle Monaghan is amazing. Uh, Aaron Paul is amazing. I mean, this it's just it's it really is one of my favorite shows on tv i get excited every time it gets to i believe it was on wednesdays last season um every time it gets to a wednesday i'm like oh the path is on hulu it's so good and i know a lot of people especially a lot of my friends are getting hulu now because they have a deal with spotify or something like that so if you have hulu now and you're looking for a show to watch 
the path is a good one. I would highly recommend it. And Hand- Handmaid's Tale is on there, as, of course, as well. So that's definitely one to check out as well. But the path is one I would highly recommend. All, All right. right. Sounds good, man. Your number nine. My number nine is New Girl. Carlos, you were the one who recommended the show to me. And I binge watched this whole entire show within a few months because uh, I was I actually caught up to season seven. So I was actually on current. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the best. This year's uh, New Girl was one of the best. Uh, best seasons I think the show has ever had. Um, it's I'm, it's in my number nine slot just because it's it's a newer sitcom that I'm watching and it's probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite sitcom uh, I have watched. So I definitely, definitely, definitely recommend the show to you guys. Um, it's such a great show, such a great show, such, and it has just such great chemistry. They all have such great chemistry together. I agree. Yes, I love their chemistry, and the thing I love about the show, it's like this is exactly what I would be doing if I lived with these people. <laughs> It's just so great, and their life—you know—you just get a great representation of what what's life like when you live with four different people, or yeah. three different people now. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I—that's not on my list, but I—I I would back up everything Ozzy just said. It is one of the better sitcoms out there, so definitely check it out. All right, my number nine is another is a comedy as well, but it's a little bit different of a comedy. It is Silicon Valley. This is one that I actually recently just binged the entire thing, and uh, this might—I don't even know—but this might be an unpopular opinion. Bob told me that he wasn't a fan of the la- the this past season. Well, I really liked this past season. It was one of my favorites of the show. And this show, it's a comedy on HBO. So uh, if you know anything about me, you know I love Veep. Um, well, I wasn't a huge fan of this season. But in general, I love Veep. And this might be better than Veep. I mean, it is so good. It's one of the best comedies on TV right now. And HBO just continues to show that they know what they're doing. Highly recommend this show. TJ Miller. This made me be a fan of TJ Miller. I was not a fan of him before. I am a fan of him in this show. Check it out. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, moving on to my number eight is The Walking Dead. You guys know all of The Walking Dead. You knew it was going to be in this list, but I'm, I think you guys might be surprised at how um, low it is on my list. Um, that's a number eight just because the season just wasn't as gravitating as I really wanted it to be. I mean, we're introduced to Negan. Uh, I mean, I've, I don't I don't personally follow the comics, but I but I know people who do follow the comics. Uh, I know people who I've seen comments on it, so I was you know you know just because of the hype and everything behind this behind this character Negan, um, really didn't get it. Um, I, I will. It's on my number eight though, just because of the season premiere. This is one of the most explosive season premieres, um, Carlos. You can argue with me if you want about this. This is one of the, just the most one of the most explosive season premieres ever. It's not a season finale. This is a season premiere that this actually takes place in, and it's just one of the best season premieres I personally I've ever seen on television. Um, and I I do like how the show ends. It does pick it up towards the second half of the season, so I do like how it picks up, and I do like the last episode of the season as well a uh, little bit slow in the, in the middle like i just said but it does pick up towards the ending of the season so that is why it is on my number eight spot it's not on my list i look i'm not i like a lot of walking dead seasons this wasn't my favorite it's it's fine and that's i i do think that the that premiere was a little overrated but you know it, it is what it is it's just it would be in my top like 15 or so it's just not in my top 10 so all right, uh, my number eight is 
a Netflix show, Last Chance You. We actually recently talked about this on the podcast. I had Bob on not too long ago, and we talked about Last Chance You. It is a docu-series about a junior college football team, and this season was just as good, maybe sl- well, maybe slightly less than, but almost as good at least as the first season, and the first season is one of the best things that Netflix has put out. So, I mean, that's all I have to say. If you want a more in-depth review, go listen to that review with Bob, because we had a fun time talking about that and Hard Knocks, but... It- Last Chance You, if you're at all a football fan, you should watch this. And even if you're not a football fan, this is one of the most human things you could ever watch. Highly recommend it. All right. All right. Um, my number seven is Narcos. The This, this is a new – this is like the third season that um, I think that Nar- that um, Netflix has, re- has released on Netflix. Definitely mm-hmm. the third season. Uh, we actually just got done reviewing this. So I'm not going to go too in-depth with it, but I will say it's just as good as its predecessors. Um, so definitely give it a watch. Really great. Really great season, man. It wasn't on my list. It was just didn't make the cut. Again, there's just so much. To pull back the curtain, I went through, before I made my list, I went through and wrote down every single show from this past season that I watched. You want? Can you guess how many there were? Probably about 60 to 70 shows. No. You, you highballed it, surprisingly. 38. Uh, 38 shows? Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm in the twenty ballpark. So I mean, that's just eighteen shows that Carlos has over me. <laughs> yeah, so that's why eighteen to tw- eighteen to just twenty shows. Some of these, over. man. I, look, I loved this season of Narcos. It was really good. It just didn't make the cut for me. There's just so much. Um, all right, moving on to my number seven is Better Call Saul. This show, it's. It's just as good as some some seasons of Breaking Bad. I'm going to say that right here and right now. And that that might get a lot of people fired up because a lot of people love Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is one of the most well-known shows of the last 10 years or so, really of all time, honestly. And Better Call Saul is a criminally underwatched show. It is so underwatched for how good it is. It's just, honestly, it's one of the best dramas on TV and I, I mean, Bob Odenkirk, I believe is his name. I could be wrong if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. But he is just completely amazing. And watching, it's Breaking Bad all over again. Watching Jimmy's descent into what we know is Better Call Saul is endlessly fascinating. And if you are a Breaking Bad fan, you need to watch this. If you haven't watched Breaking Bad, well, you should probably start there because Breaking Bad's awesome. Watch these shows. And if you watch Breaking Bad, watch the show. It's so underwatched. You need to watch it. All right, moving on. Ozzy, what do you got? Uh, my number six spot is The Defenders, the Netflix crossover between the between Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Look, guys, if you didn't like Iron Fist, this show will make you like Iron Fist. Um, you just have a lot of great chore- choreography there. You got all these worlds colliding. And it's not like Avengers where you just get the superheroes. No, man, it's also the supporting cast. It really all comes together. It's legitimately all these worlds colliding together, and it's great, Um, especially the season finale. It is just so great. 
I am hyped up for Daredevil Season 3. I'm hyped up for Jessica Jones. Hyped up for Luke Cage. And I'm even hyped up for Iron Fist Season 2. I am waiting for all these uh, all these superheroes to really gather again. I'm even I'm hoping for uh, Defender Season 2. I really like the show. I really like how it all came together. Um, I really liked all the, all the chemistry that they even had with one another because they're just so... Uh, prone to doing their own thing. So really coming together is really just not with it. This is the more mature Avengers, I'm going to say, than, than than we're usually used to dealing with. Um, I know we're calling them mini Avengers, but I mean, I just think that this is a way more mature show than the movies have even have even brought up. So um, yeah, this, definitely my number seven spot. I don't like I mean, mini, mini Avengers. I don't like that. That's kind of demeaning. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that's what they're calling it, like a mini, so like a mini Avengers, and it's just like I, I'm just I like, like I mean, I like look, that. I'm like, I'm like, look, the Avengers never, I mean, they had to deal with world. I mean, and it's it's supposed to be fun. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say this is also a fun show. I'm just I'm just saying that this is more of a darker tone, yeah, um, more mature. I mean, I don't think that Avengers ever had to, you know, see somebody cut somebody's head off, honestly. But um, yeah, man, I really, like, I really like the show. It's, oh, it's one of my favorites. I, I did too. Favorite. It was one of the like two or three or four that were fighting for that last spot on the list. I, I just, just missed it. I'm telling you, honestly, I think at one point I even had it written down, but I backed it out and put the path in there. Uh, so that was really close for me. My number six is going to be Westworld, and I'm very curious to see if this is on your list. But for me, Westworld is one of the most fascinating shows that's it's been on that's been on TV. I mean, how they did this narrative and the way that everything kind of unfolds and the violence and what it has to say about violence in a sense and what it has to say about humanity in a sense is endlessly fascinating and it's very dark very just at the same time cool because it's like a western sci-fi and you're like that doesn't happen too much but it's also an hbo show so it's like i i don't know it it was really good and it was very fun to do the recaps for that show on this podcast which you can go back and check out and just to discuss it and have theories about it and just it it was one of those shows where you could sit down and talk about it after and theorize and talk about what was going on with everybody after and it was just a fun time watching it i can't wait for it to come back soon uh that trailer was awesome from comic-con all right you're right man you're right what do you got uh my number five is 13 reasons why carlos you need to watch this show man you Mm. really do i don't you need to watch it it's uh it's really good. I mean, I, I'm not going to go ahead and say it. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, the show is just the thing about the show that's so unique is the fact that, OK, I mean, this is not a spoiler. You know, the girl commits suicide. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really and it, it kind of mimics this is us in the sense of you care for her because you get flashbacks of her. So it's kind of like, the, you know, they kind of play like a Jack. They give it they give it kind of like the narrative that Jack has, you know, and when this is us. Um, it's just crazy. It's just crazy that you care for this character that's gone, and they make you care for this character. You're just like, oh man, no. Um, and again, it's just you know, you really, you really feel for um, you know, the main character that it follows, and it just has some really great characters in there. And again, you just see some of the, you just see how how the family grieves and how everybody in this town is really dealing with this loss. 
Um, so I really like it. It's definitely one of the most, um, I mean, it's definitely a drama, but one of the better dramas this year that, that was released. So definitely, there was definitely a lot of controversy around it as well. I was one of the positive people about it. Mm-hmm. I really personally like the show, but yeah, check it out. All right. So my number five, and I think there's going to be some people surprised that it is this low is Game of Thrones. What? Yeah. I am so but continue man uh, i just uh, look game of thrones has long been and overall i do think it's still the best show on television um when you factor in everything when it comes in t- when it comes to just all the seasons and everything built into the show and it's just a, it's a machine at this point it is so good and it continues to be so good but i do think there are four shows that were better than it this past season um, of course, we we don't need to go in depth on Game of Thrones. I mean, we have we've recapped it, we've discussed it, we had an entire episode dedicated to it. Go check it out, the Game of Thrones Extravaganza Part Two. Uh, look, it's a great show. Watch it if you haven't. Um, yeah, it's I, I don't I don't have much to say about it. It's a great show. It's just I think there's four shows that are slightly better than it. That's it. All right, what's you what do you got, Ozzy? Um, let me see. I think someone called me, so I wasn't able to pull it up. But my number four is Westworld. Ooh. So it was it was my top ten. And see? higher than me. That's surprising. All right. Um, I mean, look, man. I mean, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it would be. I mean, it's just it's, again, you just watch more shows. Fair than enough. Me. But um, I mean, look, man. I mean, I really did like the show. I'm really glad that you actually kind of forced me to watch it because I remember in the beginning, he's like, "Come on, man. Come on, dude. Come on." Dude, and I was like, oh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> but, I, you know, it was a really interesting show, and I really do miss, if I'm going to be honest, like really miss de- like depicting these theories with you because it's just a show that really gets you to think, man. You know, yeah. all of these shows, you know, I mean, and I, look, I don't have a problem with with um, with what's watched in like a straight-up literation, but, you know, you just have so many, you just had so many theories with Westworld and you're just like, you know, you have to bunk them all and you have just so many other people watching and it's fun. You know, it's fun to have a show like that. And it was a Western film. It was a Western film. It was a Western show. That was also a sci-fi sci-fi. Um, so it was really interesting how they actually uh, messed these two genres together. I really enjoyed it. Um, definitely one of my favorites of the year. Really, really, really good show. Yeah, uh, and great performances, man. Great performances and great action sequences as well. So definitely, yeah, people need to check the show out. I mean, there's a reason it was nominated for all those Emmys. It didn't win nearly as much as it probably could have. All right, my number four is This Is Us. Uh, this show, <laughs> I, I look. This is the best network television show. Period. I mean. I can't emphasize this enough. Network shows don't get nominated for, don't general, especially straight up network dramas, don't get nominated for Emmys. That doesn't really happen. I mean, it happens here and there. There's some exceptions, but this is like the exception. It got nominated for like everything. Like, so many performances were nominated. Uh, Sterling K. Brown won. Like, this show is so he deserved good. it, man. It, he deserved it. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I've had, I mean, Milo, like Milo and him, man, they were the best, man. And Manny Moore, uh, man. Ah. I, I, I wanted to give it to Milo too. Yeah. I really did because he's Jack. Yeah. But I mean, Stephen, Stephen, uh, Stephen K, um, Stephen Sterling K. K. Brown. Yeah, Sterling K. Brown. Sorry about that. Um, Sterling K. Brown, man. He just gave like, especially in the Thanksgiving scene. Yeah. God, man. <laughs> 
And it's tough to watch that scene. And I love that show. And um, I just, you love, you just love all these characters, man. And the bottom line I'm is. Really, I'm really glad that uh, Sterling won. Yeah. Really glad that he won. Oh, the yeah, bottom line is this show transcends being a network show. It's, it's like, it's, yes, it's on NBC. Who cares? This show rises above every other show on any major network. <laughs> like, it just does. Who cares that it's on NBC? It doesn't feel like an NBC show. It's one of the best dramas that I've ever seen on television. And after one season, I'm saying that. This show is so good. Watch it. You you might be someone who never cries on watching anything. This show might push your boundaries. It's so emotional. Highly recommend it. We'll talk about it when we get to on Ozzy's list because I'm sure it's on there. Ozzy, what do you got? (laughs) <laughs> uh, my number two is Game of Thrones, man. We got Jon Snow back. Wait, we how do we get to your back. number two? Oh, no, wait. I said my number three. Oh, you said two. But <laughs> oh, well, I'm at, well, I'm at my number three. It's right. Game of Thrones, okay. people. Game of Thrones, my bad. You're good. Um, my number three is Game of Thrones because, I mean, look. I mean, we got Jon Snow back. I mean, we got all these people back. You know, I love these characters. So it's going to be up in my in my uh, top ten list, but... Um, a little disappointed just because the season, just the season is shorter, and I, I still don't understand why. I still don't. Um, but I mean, I've grown. I mean, you know, we've grown. We, we've gotten. We've gotten to love these characters over the years, and it's definitely one of the best shows on TV. Um, this season was still good, still really good season. We got a lot of action sequences in this in this show as well. Um, a lot of things confirmed as well. I mean, I remember I was jumping up and down when I got something confirmed. I'm not going to say what. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just a, such a great, solid show from HBO. Solid season. It wasn't a horrible season. Still a good season. I uh, just wish we would have gotten just a little bit more. Yes. Um, that is why it is on my number three spot. Dragon. All right. <laughs> my, <laughs> my number three is Master of None. Uh, talk about another show with very deserving Emmy wins Oh, man, the writing for the show is fantastic. And they got it specifically for, again, a Thanksgiving episode in Master of None, which is one of the best episodes of the show, which you could pick out any really episode from this past season because they stepped up the game. This show is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Season one is really good, but season two stepped it up to a whole new level. It just feels like you're watching this dude's life and it is so heartwarming and the way he's able to do it this season where he broke things up and like uh, some of the, some of the season takes place in a different country and they made an artistic decision with that and how they were shooting that. And then they had another episode that was like, he would go on, he was basically using Tinder and the whole episode was him going on Tinder dates. And then there's whole episode. And then there's an episode that was, really didn't have much of him in it where it kind of just broke it up and it spent the day with three random people in new york and and it's and then there's a thanksgiving episode which is amazing and it kind of does thanksgiving at different points and it's just again the writing on the show is i i can't emphasize how good this writing is and the just the show in general, like they may like i've never seen the the actress who's one of the leads in the show before. And I automatically, like, I was instantly like, I am in love with you. <laughs> she is absolutely amazing. And they did a great job of developing that relationship throughout. And for you, kind of having very complex feelings t- towards it. Again, so well written. So well acted. 
Aziz Ansari, you did a great job. Bravo. Highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's, again, there's a lot of Netflix on this episode, but this is definitely one to check out. Watch it. All right. All right. My number two is Black Sails on Stars. All right. Look, man, uh, this show is criminally, in my opinion, underrated. And Carlos, seasons one through three are on Hulu. You have no excuse. I don't want to hear it. I really don't want to hear it. I know. Um, <laughs> I don't want to hear it, man. I really don't want to hear it. Um, look, man, it just has some of the best performances. And look, we we have talked about Game of Thrones action sequences, man. We have. We've talked about a lot of action sequences. Game of Thrones. Uh films in general but look man i love pirates of the caribbean i really do but some of the shots here and some of just the action set pieces like here when it comes to ships uh you know fighting one another when it comes to the intensity of things this rivals sometimes and i i hate to say it because it's it's even better than pirates of the caribbean i mean this is just such this brings pirate uh pirates um, just to another level, man. And mm-hmm. it's just so good. And the intensity, um, you know, you care for one of these, you care for some of these characters. And then just some of the dialogue you get from Luke Arnold's, uh, John Silver, Toby Stevens, Captain Flint is just so well done. And you, I mean, it's only four seasons, guys. Just check it out. It's on Hulu. I believe at least seasons one through three are there. I, I don't know when season four is going to be released on there, but it's just it's just such a good show. Such uh, you got cinematography. It's amazing cinematography. Great action set pieces. Definitely check this out. If if you're not going to check it out for anything else, check it out for the performances, man. It's just such a great, amazing show. That is why it's in my number two spot. Um, it just got done wrapping up its fourth season earlier this year so that's i just got done watching the fourth season such an amazing show such an amazing show yeah i mean look for you to put it above game of thrones this season must have been pretty good because i, I mean dang that's i, I look I man watch it. look i i love this show i'm not gonna say i mean i'm not gonna say it, it necessarily um i'm not gonna say i i love the season finale but just just the whole show in general i mean just this yeah. season in general it's just such an amazing show. I mean, and just some of the feats, even even in last season, just some of the feats it was it was able to reach for me. I've never seen on TV. Uh-huh. I was like, this is just so amazing, and it's still for me. It's criminally underrated, and the fact that the Emmys don't even recognize it is just ridiculous to me. I really love this show. Um, I I highly recommend that you you watch it, man. I mean, you're the one who originally got me into it, and then I um, dropped it. I know. Yeah, yeah, you dropped it. Um, but I mean, I know season one isn't the greatest, but it's just one of these shows where you just have to. It's kind of like The Walking Dead. I know, like for instance, I know you didn't love um, what's his name, uh, Daryl. Yeah. In the first season, but it took you like a while. You're like, you then you you ended up loving him. It's just one of these shows. It's the same thing. So definitely check it out. All right, um, my number two is uh, look. If you know any, if you have listened to this podcast for any amount of time, this is probably predictable. It's Atlanta. Atlanta is just amazing. I mean, it's basically just Donald Glover dot show. I mean, <laughs> you, might, you might as well. He he basically wrote a lot of the episodes. He directed a lot of the episodes. He obviously stars in the show. And he won, he he won the Emmy for best direction in a TV comedy, 
Like what? Donald Glover won in won in or an Academy of Television technically award an Emmy for directing. What? And he deserved it. He absolutely deserved it. He was so good. Just the overall direction of this show, and specifically in the episode that they gave it to. It's one of look B A M or B A N is the name of the episode. I believe it's episode seven of this of the season. It's my favorite single episode of television from this past year. And yes, I know that that includes Game of Thrones. I know, and there's some great episodes of Game of Thrones. That includes a lot of different shows that I love single episodes from. But Atlanta. I'm going to have to watch this out because Enrique, your brother, actually showed me one episode where he's not even in it. And I was crying. That's the episode I'm talking about. Yep, so I gotta, I gotta watch it, man. It I, is, I gotta watch it. It is so good. It is one of the best direct, like, like I said, it's one of the best directed shows you'll watch. It's so expertly written, and it's amazing. Now he did win for acting as well for best lead in a comedy series. I disagree with that one. I think there were more deserving performances, but I would not fight him on the on the directing win at all. I think he is absolutely fantastic as the director of that show. All right. What is your number one show from last season of television? Awesome. This is us, man. It's, it's just such uh, and I'm not even going to go in depth with it, but look, I rewatched it. I rewatched it with a friend of mine. And it's just, it's just such a great show. So human is probably, if not the most human show you can ever watch on television. Oh, yeah. It just is. And, you know, I was watching some of the featurettes, and, like, even the cast didn't even know why it was called This Is Us. And then they had to watch, and they go, this is actually, this is actually us. This is us. And it is, yeah, like, I was I was, I was like, it makes sense, because I didn't even think about it like that. But it's cheesy, I know, but I didn't even think about it like that. But it's just, it's just so good. So good. Um, I'm trying to get my mom to watch it. it. It's just an amazing show. And I don't get... The thing is, I don't get tired of rewatching episodes. I, I really don't. It's just it's one of these shows where I could just watch over and over and over and over and over again, and I can still feel, mm-hmm. just still feel it in my heart. So it's just such a great show. And it comes back Definitely. next week. I can't wait. You have no <laughs> idea, Carlos. I can't wait, man. Oh God, I cannot wait. Um, definitely check out the show, guys. It's such an amazing show. Oh, so so good. All right, my number one show is The Crown. I have been saying this basically. Since a few months after I watched it, this is the best thing that Netflix has ever done. It, it it just is. The Crown is absolutely spectacular. It is well that I've watched because there are Netflix things that I haven't watched. But look, The Crown. It's one of those shows where it shouldn't be an addicting show. It should be this like this kind of. And there's I'm sure there's going to be tons of people who are going to find this. You're going to watch and go, well, this is really boring, and that's fine. Whatever. But I'm telling you that I binged this show so fast. You have no idea. I couldn't get enough of it. Claire Foy was stunning in this show. Just absolutely amazing. I need, honestly, one of the biggest reasons I want to watch Handmaid's Tale. Or no, I can't remember who won. I think it was Handmaid's Tale. Or maybe it was Big Little Lies. But one of the, I think it's Handmaid's Tale. The One of the biggest reasons that I want to watch that show is because I want to see if that freaking lady was as good or better than Claire Foy. Because I find that extremely hard to believe. Claire Foy was absolutely amazing and deserved the win, in my opinion, based on what I saw. But 
this show again it shouldn't be addicting but I, I i was addicted to this show i watched it and then i finished it and i'd be standing at work and i'd be like why am i still thinking about the crown and i'm like just sitting there thinking about it like man that show was good and then months passed and i'm like that show was amazing honestly, i gotta watch it man i really gotta watch it honestly it's just it's it's a drama that goes through the life of queen elizabeth like the current queen of england so it starts back when she took power or when she got power in what i I believe what the late 40s maybe or early 50s i can't remember exactly but so it starts way back then and it's gonna there i believe they said they're gonna go six seasons and probably each season's gonna cover about 10 years or something like that but man that show it's just well acted throughout I believe John Lake Thou, if that's if that's who I believe he won for supporting actor in a drama series. I could be wrong, but he deserved it. I mean, he, Winston Churchill. I mean, he just he nailed that performance, and I, I I am so excited for the next season. It's so good. Watch The Crown on Netflix, and you won't regret it. I promise. Yeah, man, I got, I got it. I got to get into it, man. I really got to get into it. All right, um, that's basically all we got. Unless you have any final thoughts, but you want to sign us out. All right, guys, that is our top ten list of TV shows of 2016, 2017. Um, wondering why we won't do any recommendations because our top ten list is our recommendation. So definitely check out all those shows that we just listed for sure. Um, Carlos, where can people find you on social media, man? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chewy456. And, of course, make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, the website, because Brianna was her son. You need to check that out. And, um, yeah, all that stuff. And, again, if there were audio issues this episode, as it sounds like there still are on Ozzy's end, um, it, we apologize. There are a lot of moving parts this episode, and... Just a lot of stuff going on where we had to do a couple of different things, but it is what it is, and I apologize. We'll get this episode out as quickly as possible, so check it out. 100%. You guys can find me at Castro Ozzy at Castro Ozzy 7, I'm sorry. I got that mixed up with my email. Uh, Castro Ozzy 7 at um oh god okay at twitter okay <laughs> on twitter just follow me on twitter and also if you guys have any recommendations any movies that you guys want us to talk about or any any mind-boggling films as well please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellows.com guys we hope to listen and subscribe on itunes google play or soundcloud please rate and review the podcast on itunes and google play also check us out on youtube because we are still figuring out some stuff out so definitely check out the old stuff game of thrones uh trailer reactions you know it this is screen fellas